We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to an extra edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast from SEC Media Days. I'm Neil McCready. Today on this episode of OEP Extra, it's Gerard Hamilton. He covers Missouri for PowerMizzou.com. We talk all things Mizzou as Eli Drinkwitz and the Tigers took their turn through SEC Media Days here on day one. First, I want to tell you that all of my coverage from Nashville is brought to you by Hillco Insurance. Do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. Davey has partnered with the Grove Collective and will be donating 20% of all commissions and 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. Davey and Hillco Insurance are sponsoring rebelgrove.com's and MPW Digital's coverage of SEC Media Days from the Grand Hyatt Regency in downtown Nashville. Davey can serve his customers in all 50 states, and he's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. So contact Davey Ferris at 214-715-7247 or via email at dferris, that's D-F-A-R-R-I-S, at hillcoinsurance.com. Gerard Hamilton of PowerMizzou.com joins. Missouri uh, took its turn today at SEC Media Days in Nashville. First, Gerard, uh, um, my condolences that you have to deal with Gabe DeArmond on a, on a daily basis. I know that is a, 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 uh, is a very difficult thing to do, and, and uh, you, you're smiling and laughing, but I know deep inside it's just it's agony. Uh, no, Gabe, Gabe's the man. He's helped me out a, a lot. It's, I mean, if, if it's agony, I would assume that must have been agony for people of the past. I mean, he's not too hard on me, so either he's lessened up or I'm just I'm all right on my job. So I'm going a, I'm to a stick with being in the middle right there. Maybe Gabe DeArmond has become a softie. That's... Yeah, he's, he is getting up there in age just a little bit. So uh, <laughs> so maybe he's a little bit softer. That's the thing. All right, so let's talk about Missouri. Um, I did my preseason All-SEC team. As I was telling you a minute ago, I had four Missouri guys on there, and people were like, what in the world? And I, and I went back and I, I looked at it, right? And I was like, 
Well, maybe I'm too high on Missouri, or maybe this is a sign that Missouri's a really talented roster that has quarterback issues. Which is it? I'd say it's a mix of both, but maybe so more so the latter. It is a talented team. Uh, they've got some players. They've got to put everything together. I mean, last year, it felt like like that defense, really good defense. Sometimes the offense, I mean, for a good portion of the season, the offense just struggled. Where there was the run game and so many tackles for losses, the offensive line just being plagued with you know injuries and inconsistent play and stuff like that. Uh, they're kind of at the end of the season, in the regular season, you're kind of seeing the offense starting to put it together a little bit, but. There were so many things going on, but you having four players on, on your uh, all-SEC teams type of thing, it makes sense. They have good players. They have NFL talent players on that defense. Um, Javon Foster as an offensive lineman, I uh, think you told me that's one of your, your guys on there. He's an uh, NFL you know type of player. So they've got the pieces, but they've got to put it together. The coaching has to come together and kind of you know make it one. Take me through that quarterback room. What do you expect at quarterback? going into this season that was a real problem last year there were some games that frankly if Missouri gets some quarterback play it wins it didn't get those quarterback play in those games and it wasn't able to pull it out so I mean that's a you know it's, it's a quarterback game at every level especially the, the NFL and the college level what do you expect from the Tigers at that position this fall so uh drink told us that Brady Cook will he'll go into fall camp as the as the number one QB but it's still a fluid situation the quarterback um quarterback competition is still open so Jake Garcia can get it Sam Horn can get it nothing's decided and he also said basically because of the non-conference schedule starting out with South Dakota Middle Tennessee State at home they feel like they can go into you know weeks one and two if they don't have it figured out they'll play multiple quarterbacks they'll give guys the opportunity um, I think once they get to week three when they uh, host Kansas State that's where we'll see like who do they really trust with it? So far, it's been Brady Cook. Uh, it's been his job to lose. And even though he's coming off a um, torn labrum, he really worked hard in rehab, is what Drink was telling us earlier. He got back. I think he was motivated by seeing the other guys get opportunities in spring camp because he missed all of spring camp recovering from that surgery. So um, right now it's Brady Cook and, and I guess the others, but I don't think it's uh, like a, a big li- – I don't think it's a, a big gap, I mean, between Brady Cook and the others. Is there any of those guys that you look at, you've covered this league for a couple of years now, is there anybody that you look at and go, if that guy can stay healthy and just make a jump, he's a difference maker in the league, or is, is there a dearth of that quarterback talent on the roster? Is it going to, Are they going to have to, in other words, kind of smoke and mirrors it in other, other ways regardless of who's under center? To a degree, there, yeah, there's no, I don't think there's somebody on this roster where you're thinking they're going to make the all-SEC teams where, you know, they're going to, I guess lead it to an 11-1 or 10-2 thing. We don't have a – there's not a Stetson Bidded type of situation going on here. Now, I do think, like, especially for Brady Cook, because Jake Garcia, he's coming from, from the ACC, um, coming from playing there at Miami. I mean, he, he kind of – he was all right there. Um, there's still things they can work with. He's still a four-star guy. Sam Horn, haven't really got to see him play at all, so it's unknown what he can do, but – Missouri could have won eight games last year. Yeah, I mean, obviously that game at Auburn that everybody saw, missed field goal at the end of regulation, a chip shot from 26 yards away. Nate Pete fumbling as he's trying to enter the end zone in overtime. That's a That should have been a win. The Kentucky game, they had, you know, roared back. And then at the end, you know, there's the, the block punt controversy where no one even knew what the situation and the rule is. That probably could have been another win uh, or at least – the outcome of the game would have been different. We don't, you know, maybe they don't win, but 
it could have, you know, changed. And obviously, I'm not even talking about the Georgia game yet. They had Georgia for three, three and a half quarters, and now obviously it's Georgia, so I didn't want to. They were going to probably come back anyway. But we're talking about a team that could have went eight and four, nine and three last year. They've got the pieces, they've got the talent, they still got to just put it together. And, and Brady Cook, he may be able to do that, especially now that we know that he's played from week two through the rest of the season with a torn labor. So maybe that really hampered him. I thought it was interesting that Eli Drinkwitz, unlike Jimbo Fisher today, said, hey, look, the offensive play calling wasn't very good at the end of the year. It wasn't effective. I hired somebody to do it. He's going to do it. Uh, what does that say about Drinkwitz? And then tell me about how you think the play calling will uh, will be different this fall. Um, certainly shows a level of humility to be able to say, you know, I, I'm not getting it done. Uh, maybe, the, And he said earlier to us, uh, first couple years he felt like the offense was doing well and they, and they were and the problem was the defense then it flip-flopped last year and towards the end of the the season those last three regular season games I uh, was at Tennessee New Mexico State and Arkansas Bush uh, Bush Hamden was calling him uh, he was the quarterbacks coach he was calling it and you see that you saw that change we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You've seen Brady Cook play his best ball of the season. And, I mean, like I said, it's just humility. He understands, okay, Kirby Moore, what he did at Fresno State, they had the best uh, offense in, in the conference. They had uh, Jake Hayner get drafted in the fifth round by the Saints. Uh, you know, he knows what to do. He's an aggressive guy. The schemes are kind of similar. So it's not like it's a total change from what, you know, Missouri was already doing. Now, Eli's going to have his input on there. He's going to help, you know, with Kirby Moore in the game planning. But, but Kirby's going to, you know, be uh, – what, what did Drink call it during his press conference? Basically, he's going to be the chef. He, uh, Drink is going to give him the ingredients. Kirby's got to make – you know, he's got to make a meal out of it. And that's how it is so far. And I guess Drink will have more of a CEO type of role. Um, he did tell us, though, that he will be helping more out on special teams. I mean, defensive coordinator Blake Baker will kind of be helping Coach Link on, on the special teams, and they'll be breaking it up uh, along with Coach Pogue as well. So um, his play is not as much as usual, but, he, you know, he, he's still doing some things. 
What is Eli Drinkwitz like? I mean, I, I don't know him. I see him from the outside. He seems like a, a kind of a funny guy at times. It, sometimes it feels like he's trying too hard on social media. Um, and then other times he just feels like he's just kind of a nerd who embraces the, the nerddom, if you will. I mean, what's, what's he like to deal with on a more day-to-day basis? Fine bomb asked me that earlier. Um, you did mention that the nerdy it is. He, he can be a little bit nerdy on social media. Some of the things I see, uh, <laughs> it gives me a chuckle. But for me, just being here just about a year, um, I haven't, I guess, necessarily experienced some of the things, maybe the snarkiness that I, I feel some others have. Personally, I, I think he's cool. Um, he doesn't give me too much trouble, but uh, he's weird. He's quirky. He knows he's a little snarky. He has the quick jabs if he wants to today. I feel like he's on his best behavior, I guess. <laughs> uh, he didn't really say anything crazy. I mean, I think he, I think he's a cool guy, but I think he also knows that, you know, they've got to do something more. That 500, three straight years, it can't be a four straight year. They they definitely can't go five and seven, although some people think that would mean that's his job. I don't think that's the case. But um, there's got to be some progress uh, in the shape of wins. You know, there's a lot. He keeps saying progress is, is not always linear and stuff like that. And that's true to a degree, but it has to show up in, in the W column. So take me through the SEC East from your eyes and where sort of Missouri sort of fits into it. Um, give me one second. I wrote this down earlier. I got so much on my mind, but... Basically, how I've got the East going, I think Missouri is slotting fifth right now. I think they go four and four, and I think they finish seven and five. I do. I do think there's a chance to go eight and four. The Kansas State game is really kind of the one where I'm on the fence about, just because we're not going to know what the quarterback situation is until. And it was such a weird game last year because K State just whipped Missouri, and sometimes it's hard to get that out of your head. Yeah. Um, well, I think the big thing is. Kansas State is losing so many dynamic pieces. They had so many good pieces go to the league or whatever the case, uh, you know, like Julius Brinks, uh, Felix Andy, DK Uzama, Deuce Vaughn. They lost to Adrian Martinez. Now, I think they're comfortable at some spots like quarterback. Uh, and, you know, they got pieces coming in. Chris Kleiman's a really good coach. He's proven that. Um, but Missouri, like Drink said, returning 18 starters. They're going to have for like the first time in like three or four years, every defensive coach is returning. And it's been a lot of change going on that side of the ball. Um, they just got to figure out what they're going to do at quarterback. And if it's Brady Cook and if he's playing like how he's playing at the end of the season and that shoulder's better, and it, that's assuming he wins the position or whatever, then I think they can win that game and go 8-4. and four. But as far as the SEC East right now, I, I'm saying fifth. Uh, I'm saying, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be fifth right now. So you've got them behind Georgia, obviously, and then Tennessee, South Carolina, and either Florida, Kentucky? Or uh, so... Yeah, so I've got them behind Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, and, and Auburn. I think they're going to do better than South Carolina, Florida, and Vandy, honestly. I, I just... For those teams... that First off, I don't think Drink has lost to South Carolina since he's been here. Uh, Florida, I, I don't even know what's really going on with Florida and, and Vandy. They look promising. I think they're not going to be like an easy out as how so many people thought they were, you know, they were going to be before last year. But their schedule to me just is kind of brutal. So I think Missouri is above them, and I think they have a chance. I think Kentucky is kind of that wild card team where they can they can do a lot better than people expect. We sort of glossed over it, but. Missouri's got a chance to be salty on defense. I mean, there is a lot there. Like you said, a lot of veteran guys who've played a lot of football in this league. You talked about the coaching staff and continuity there. 
to, I mean, that's kind of a group that people don't really talk about, and it's a chance, a group that's got a chance to be a difference maker. I mean, that defense, I always say that they've, they've brought back basically nine starters. So, really, they brought back eight starters on defense, but they're going to have this uh, redshirt sophomore, Dalen Carnell, who's going to play the star safety linebacker hybrid type of role. He played 45% of the snaps last year, so and he led the team in takeaways with five. So I consider him basically a starter. So you got nine guys coming back. The only thing that they're worried about is the edge position. They lost their four top uh, defensive ends, but they think they kind of have enough pieces to kind of work around them. Uh, when I asked Drink earlier, kind of like, well, does this mean they're going to have to rely more on the secondary because you don't have that edge rush with you know some of your best players going to the league and things like that? He said, like, they're always been of a, a aggressive defense. They're going to blitz. They're going to you know send those guys. So it's it's not like they're rushing forward. So they're going to have uh, Darius Robinson, one of the guys here today, their the best defensive lineman who plays defensive tackle. They think he's good enough to possibly start an edge. You know, depending on the matchup, basically is how that'll go. So they've got him. They've got their uh, five best defensive tackles, including Robinson coming back. So Drink told me basically up the middle. They feel like that's where a defense is made. So defensive tackle strong, linebacker strong, safety strong. I mean, they can make a lot of noise, especially if they can kind of like quiet down the we don't know what we're going to do at defensive end thing. That defense can be special. Uh, they just got to come away with more takeaways. That was the biggest thing for them. They weren't getting the interceptions, particularly uh, as they should have with, with that great secondary they have. And, and their cornerback duo, Ennis Rakestraw and KAD, Chris Abram Drain, I think it's one of the best in the nation, if not the best. They combine for 25 uh, pass breakups with second and third in the SEC. So they're a, they're a good group. Last thing, you mentioned progress isn't linear. I know what you mean. Guys like me and you who are around programs sort of understand sometimes a team can actually be better and the record is worse. Fans don't typically live in that world. Uh, they, they want progress to show up in numbers. Is there a number of games Eli Drinkwitz has to win to kind of silence any criticism going into this season to make to not only preserve his job but to build momentum where maybe he's got a chance to turn Missouri into something that it hasn't been in a while? That's a layered question. So if I put it like this, to get people, I guess, off his back for the most part, if he went 8-4, I think people would be like, all right, there's there's improvement. We see it not only in, you know, people getting better, but we see it in the wins column. It's 7-5. and five, I still think people are there. I mean, I guess it's an inch forward, but when you're going into year four and this is the first time being over 500, I think that doesn't mean people are going to be in open arms. I feel like we're going to be in the same position again next year, basically, with the same thing. Like, what is he – what is he going to do next type of thing? Or how can they get better? Um, I don't think he's coaching for his job like some people do. Uh, unless unless they go 4-8 and eight or something like that. And I just, I really can't see that. So, um, I'd say 8-4. and four. If he gets 9-3, and three, then he's, now, and then it goes from, you know, uh, is he coaching to his job to, you know, can they start getting some of these other recruits? Can they get the Ryan Wingos of the world and the, the Williams Nawari, uh, uh, or Nari, excuse me, to come to Missouri? Can they get these recruits to think I'm just that missing piece to put them over the top? I think something like that, a 9-3 season or higher, will, will do wonders for them. Jared, thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate Gerard, I'm sorry. I said, I said Jared, and he told me it was Gerard. Gerard, thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you, man. Thank you.